Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and today we have a really awesome message that's going to encourage you, and it's called The Father's Love. We're going to talk about the Father's Love today, so if you don't have your Bibles in hand, pause the podcast, go back and get your Bible, come back and join us. I'm going to start at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. We're going to open up with just one verse in the Bible today, and the title again is The Father's Love. 1 John 3 and 1 says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called the children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. And I want to talk to you just a minute about that verse because that verse says that the Lord the Father has bestowed upon us his great love, and called us the children of God. We are his children. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have become a child of God. You are no longer a child of darkness. You're no longer uh, a child of Satan, a, a child of sin, and a child of this world. You have been regenerated. You've been adopted into the kingdom of God, and you are now one of God's children, not a grandchild or not a stepchild or anything like that. He has adopted you into his family, grafted you into his vine, and he's made you one of his children. And he says, for this reason, because you are one of God's children, the world has no idea who you are. The world does not want to fool you. The world calls you strange. The world looks at you funny. The people of the world does not want to have relationships with you. They don't want to go out and do things with you. They look at you funny. They want to shut you down. They want to shut your church worship down. They want to cut out everything about you because you're a strange individual. You're not part, You're not one of them. You're not part of what they do. You don't blend into their culture. You don't fit into their system. So they don't want you to be part of what they're doing. They want to push you to the curb and get you out of sight and out of mind. And so they don't know you. And the reason why that very last line says, because the world did not know him, talking about the father, talking about the the word of God, talking about Christ. They don't want to know who Jesus is. They don't want to know the truth about this world and where it came from. And see, the, the Bible tells us, and I'll go, I'll go to another verse here, 1 John chapter 2 and 15. The, the Bible tells us when we're talking about 1 John 3 and 1, the, the reason the world does not know us is because it didn't know him. 1 John 2 and 15 says, to not love the world nor the things in the world. The reason why the world don't like us is because we don't fit into that stuff. We're not part of that culture. We don't blend into that stuff. We're not supposed to love the world and not we're not supposed to be part of it or anything in the world. The things that the world likes to do, the things that the worldly culture likes to be part of, we're not supposed to like that stuff at all. And that scripture, 1 John 2 and 15, as it says, do not love the world nor the things in the world, it goes on to say, if anyone loves the world, it's talking about the culture and the things of this world and all the sinful nature and the direction that this world is going, it says if anybody loves that stuff, if anybody loves this world and takes part in it, the love of the Father is not in him. Listen, you do not want that statement spoken over you by your creator. You do not want the God, God of all the universe 
to say that my love is not in you because you love the world. You love the world system. You love the culture of the world. You love the things that the world does. You love those sinful natures. You love the fruit of sin and the fruit of darkness more than you care about me. My love is not in you. That's where he says, get behind me. I I never knew you. Step out of my way. I don't want any part of you. We don't want God the Father to say anything about us. 1 John 2 and 15 says to not be part of the world, to stay away from it and don't take part in those things. And you know, the scripture we opened up with, the Father has bestowed a love upon us. The reason why he bestowed that love upon us is because he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross and to save us from the world that we were in, the world that we were once part of, the, the sinful nature that once lived and abound into our life. And when Christ came into our life through faith in him, he regenerated us. He breathed the God's spirit back into us and rejuvenated us and made us a new creature in Christ and we are no longer part of that old nature. We're not part of the kingdom of the world that we once were part of. And and he's telling us in that second verse, 1 John 2 and 15, and trust me, I'm going to move on here in a little bit, but I, I really want to drive those two verses home today because it's so important for us to understand that God the Father loved us so much to get us out of the world, to get us out of the things of the world, to separate us from the things that the world was doing and to keep us from being part of that stuff because it's not what he created. It's not what he intended for us. That was not his plans for us. And he loved us so much that he sent his son in the human form to come down and walk the life that we were supposed to walk and to die the death that was our punishment to keep us from having to face that punishment. We got to understand how sincere that love is that God himself would come in the form of a man and die in our place to keep us from dying a death. And people say, well, God's not a loving God or I don't believe in God. Listen, when God himself can leave his throne in heaven and, and come in the form of a man and die on a cross and, and suffer your death and take your nails and take your crown of thorns and take all your punishment and die and go to hell and take the keys to death, hell, and the grave for you and have the same power to raise himself from the dead and walk out of the grave on your behalf and say, now you have no more punishment for sin. You have no more punishment for the worldly wickedness that you once lived in because I have died your death in your place and I have risen and gave you victory in your place. All you have to do is trust in me. Do the things I say. Walk the life that I tell you to walk. Follow the instructions I tell you to follow. Live the life I've shown you how to live. I am giving you everything you need to get away from this world. So he said in 1 John 2 and 15, don't love the world anymore. Get away from it. I paid a high price to get you out of it. Stay away from that culture. Stay away from that nature. It was too high of a price for me to just sit around and watch you still live in it after I died for you. Now 1 John 4 verse 9, by this love, By this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Now that we have got God's love manifested in us, how? Through Jesus Christ, through 
faith in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, the manifest love of God called Jesus Christ, the Word came in the flesh that He sent His Son. The world is no longer part of us. We have been brought out of the world. We are in the kingdom now. We're in God's kingdom. We should have a kingdom mindset. He said that we need to transform our mind and renew our mind and change the way that we think also. And we do that with the Word of God. We read the Word of God. We study the Word of God. We act on the Word of God. We let the Word of God transform us and cause us to quit the things that was our natural sinful nature and start doing the things that is the natural spiritual nature in Christ himself as he is manifested in us and we live through him. And listen, when God did that for us, when he sent his son to die and to be resurrected for us and to pay the price for sin, to get us out of the world, to purchase us back from sin, to redeem us and put us back in good standing with God the Father, 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 18 says, and I will be a father to you. You should be able to rejoice right there when God the Father says, I will be a father to you. In other words, I'll lead you, I'll guide you, I'll protect you from the world. I'll keep you from the harmful things of the world. It won't matter what the world comes up against you with. Once you invite my son, Jesus Christ, into your heart and you start believing on him and living the life that he tells, it doesn't matter if death comes to your flesh. It cannot kill you because the true life that lives inside of you is going to live eternally with Jesus Christ forever. Nothing in this world can affect you anymore. Nothing in this world can be of any value to you anymore. Why? Because the true treasure, the true value, the true life that you have in Jesus Christ is eternal and it's been set forth in you when you receive Jesus Christ and God the Father says I will eternally be a father for you and you will be sons and daughters to me says the Lord Almighty. Somebody needs to be rejoicing right now because of that. You need Somebody need, I believe is getting a light turned on about that scripture today. I'll be your father. You'll be sons and daughters to me says the Lord Almighty. When you are transformed, when you are pulled out of this world through faith in Jesus Christ, you are placed into the kingdom of God spiritually standing. You have changed from the from the world that you once lived in into the world that Christ lives in, into the world that God the Father is your Father, into the world where there's no needs, into the world where there's no pain and suffering. Now, you may think, well, this preacher's crazy because I still hurt and I'm a Christian. No, that ain't what I'm talking about. This flesh may be some hurting and stuff like that, but there's no longer a price for your spirit to pay when you live for Jesus Christ. You have inherited eternal life. You stepped into the kingdom of God and stepped into the righteousness of God's right standing the moment that you receive Christ in your heart and when you follow him, when you read his word, when you live for him and you stay in the kingdom of God, there is nothing in this world can harm you. Yes, the body may die. The body may decay. Harm may come to it, but let me tell you something. There's no more death coming to you. There's no more judgment for your sins coming because it was paid on the cross of Calvary with Jesus Christ. Your death has already taken place. Your punishment for your sins has already taken place. And God the Father says, now I'll be your father. Now you're going to be my son. Now you're going to be my daughter. I have put you in a place to where you will eternally belong to me and you'll eternally be a stranger to the world that you once was part of. Come out from the world and be no part of it. And he goes on to say, and I want to bring out this verse, uh, 2 John chapter 1, verse 3, and he says, Grace, mercy, and peace be with us 
From who? From God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. First uh, John 4, 7 and 8 says that we don't have love if we don't know who God is. If we don't have God the Father in our life, we have no idea who love is. And this verse here, Second John 1 and 3, says that God the Father gives us His grace, gives us His mercy, and gives us His peace in truth and in love because God is love. The only time we've ever had true love in our life is when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we begin to have that relationship with God the Father and begin to have Him as our Father and we become His sons and daughters and we become spiritually bonded to Him for eternity because of that relationship. That is truth. That is love. That is righteousness. That's where His grace and mercy and peace becomes upon us and we never lose it as long as we walk in His will and we stay in His will. We continue to follow him and continue to believe in him and pursue him with everything in us, we belong to the kingdom of God forever. And you don't have to worry about the world that you live in anymore. People people argue that point all the time, but they can't see the difference between the spiritual realm and the fleshly realm. Yes, you may pull out a bullet and shoot this fleshly body and send me on to heaven early. That's fine and dandy. You still don't harm me. You still don't hurt me. You've put me in God's presence in spiritual form earlier than what I planned on being there. That's a good thing. Don't, don't act like when you get the body harmed that it's a bad thing. When you know that you live for Jesus Christ, when you know that you are a son or daughter of God, the Father, then you know that no harm can come near you. You know that no matter what somebody does, does to this fleshly body, it does not cause you any difference in the spiritual realm. That's what he's talking about. The world can't harm you if you'll come out from under it. Get away from it. Get out of the world and get into the kingdom of God. And listen, when, when Jesus Christ himself was praying to his Father and he was talking to God the Father about his disciples and, and who his disciples was going to make disciples and everybody else that was going to become a disciple of Christ because of his disciples that he was praying over, in John 17, he prayed for, for the Father to make sure that they were with him and, and that they had a relationship so that they could see his glory. John 17 and 24 says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me for you loved me before the foundations of the world. So he's telling us that everybody that believes in him, everybody that comes to him through faith in him, through his death, burial, and resurrection, the price that he paid for you, every single person that comes to Christ through faith in him, God is saying right here, or Jesus is saying to the Father, I desire that you let these people be with me where I am. And he told his disciples, I go away so that I prepare a place for you and I'm going to come again and I'm going to take you to where I am so that you will be with me and my Father forever in my home that I have prepared for you. That's what he's saying right here in John 17. He's praying that everybody that receives him, everybody that believes in him and follows his instructions and takes his death, burial, and resurrection as their punishment for sins, as their payment for sins, as their death for their sins. Well, he's saying that everybody that pursues that right there in faith in me, Father, let them be with me so that they may see my glory that you have given me. And because you love me before the foundations of the world. Listen, church, I want to tell you today, let me encourage you today that the love of the Father 
is something that most people don't understand. The love of the Father is, is greater than the earthly father could have you, ever give you. I have some wonderful kids that I would do anything in the world for my children. I would do anything in the world for my grandchildren. But I can't touch the love that God the Father has for us. He, he, took one of his, he took his only son and put him on a cross for you, a stranger, somebody that was living in sin, somebody that was going to die in sin and, and spend eternity in hell. God the Father took his son, put on a cross in your place and punished his son, put all the sins of you, the, the one that, that committed the sins, the one that lived the life of a sinful nature, the one that loved the world. He put you on that cross in Jesus. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. God put his son down there to take your punishment, to die your death. He had to kill somebody for sin. The punishment of sin is death. And he's punished his own son for your sake so that you wouldn't have to die, so that you wouldn't have to pay the punishment for your own sins. And that love is greater than anybody can comprehend. And that's why so many people run from that and go, I don't understand that. That can't be true. But it is true. The word of God is true. It can't fail us. It has been, it has worked in so many times in my life and so many times in other people's lives. Listen to true Christians around the world today and their testimonies of what God has done in their life. The word of God works in your life when you let it work in your life and you let him change your life. It's not designed so that you can read the Bible and then translate it to fit your culture. No, the world's culture don't belong in God's kingdom. Read the word of God so you can get out of the world. Read the word of God so that you can lose the culture that you're living in. Get lost in the word of God and let the word of God change you and pull you into its culture, pull you into its spiritual nature, draw you into a new mindset, into a new creature in Christ. Let the word of God change you and transform you into the person that Jesus Jesus Christ wants you to be. That's what it's there for. Because God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you. He loved you so much that he sent this word to lead and guide you out of the world, to pull you away from it. That's why he says, see how great a love the father has bestowed on us to call us children of God. And if you're listening to me today and you don't have the love of the Father in you, you've never received Jesus Christ in you, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about today. You've never experienced true love in your life if you don't know who Jesus Christ is. If you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. He, he tells us, don't love the world. Come out away from this world. Don't follow the things that this world keeps doing. This world is doomed for hell. This world is doomed for destruction. This world is going to fail because man cannot run something that God created. God is not going to allow mankind to take over. God is going to take the people who love him, the people who follow him, and he's going to pull them out of this world and put them in his kingdom and have them in a safe, secure place when his wrath falls upon the world of of the sinful nature of the people who refuse to turn to him. And if you don't know who he is today, if you've never received him as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to do that. If you hear the word of God speaking to you, if you feel the spirit of God tugging on your heart, and that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit telling you, I need to listen to this preacher. I need to listen to what he's telling me today. I need to follow these instructions and, and read the word of God and get myself out of this worldly mentality and leave behind that sinful nature. 
And you say, how can I do that, preacher? The first thing you've got to do is through faith. The, the book of Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that it, through faith, when you speak with your mouth, you open your mouth and confess your sins to the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that God has raised him from the dead and you shall be saved from your sinful nature. That's the first step. The Spirit of God comes inside of you and Jesus Christ moves in and he redeems you. He sets you free from the world. And then Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I'll call you my friend if you do what I say. So you start living a life. You start reading the Bible and following the Word of God and letting the Word of God change who you are over time. The Apostle Paul said that our souls, our mind, will, and emotion is being saved continually. The Spirit of God comes in the moment that you ask Christ to forgive you of your sins. He comes in and saves you. But your mind, will, and emotion, your, your old man mentality, the person that you are right now, full of sin, living in the world, thinking like the world does, that takes some time to transform. So the Word of God does that over time. But your first step is to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. Surrender yourself to Him right now. Ask Him to come into your heart. Ask Him to be your Lord and Savior and to lead and guide you away from the sinful nature, to teach you how to not be part of this world, to teach you how to become a kingdom kid and a child of God like He wants you to do. Your first step is to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe what this man of God is saying to me today, and I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm part of this world, and I want to come out from among this world and be part of what you have for me. I ask you through faith to forgive me of my sins. I accept your death on that cross as my death and my punishment, and I receive that through faith today. Save me, this sinner today. Come in and make me a new creature in Christ, and I believe according to your word that through faith in you that I am saved right now because I've asked you to come in through faith in you. And in Jesus' holy name, I ask this, and Lord, lead and guide me through your word. Help me to be hungry to read your word. Help me to follow your word. Help me to have spiritual understanding when I'm reading your word to be able to follow it. And put me in a church, put me with some people that will help lead and guide me so that I'll be able to follow your word and live the life that you want me to live. In Jesus' holy name, praise God. If you prayed that prayer, God has come into your life. Jesus Christ has come in and transformed you. The price that he paid on that cross is now your death, burial, and resurrection. You are now a new creature in Christ. And the Bible says that all heaven is rejoicing because of the choice that you made right now. Now, the most important thing thing you need to do is use your testimony for victory over the enemy. Go out and tell people. Tell somebody what you've just done. Let people know you've changed your life. Let people know that you have transformed in the name of Jesus Christ, that you are now a Christian, a follower of Christ, and I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to live my life different from this day forward because I want to go to heaven. I want to live eternally in Christ's uh, presence with God the Father, and I don't want to die and go to heaven. I'm going to live with Jesus Christ. Go tell people. Let the devil see you testifying of what Christ has done and then get into a church. Start telling some people to come over and do some Bible studies. Get into a church. Find you a good God-fearing, Bible-believing pastor to get under and let them teach you the Word of God and study with other Christians and pray with other Christians and begin that new walk of life that Jesus Christ has just given you as a newborn Christian in Christ. Praise God for you. Even 
email us and let us know you've made that choice. Holding fast to faith at outlook.com. That's holding fast to faith, just like the name of the program, at outlook.com. Let us know you've turned your life over to Christ so we can rejoice with you. Praise God. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you, and we'll see you on the next one.